When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Yes, a very good afternoon, everyone. Uh, a bit of sad news this morning. Uh, Bill Horn, who is known as the trainer of the four-time WA Pacing Cup and dual miracle mile winner Village Kid, passed away this morning after a battle with dementia. And growing up here in Perth, Western Australia, I tell you what, Village Kid was a huge attraction. People used to flock down to Gloucester Park to see Village Kid. And Bill Horn was so proud of Village Kid, of course, always made himself available to the media. And it was just a humble man, was Billy Horn, who grew up just down the road from Gloucester Park in Maylands and, of course, was the butcher. Bill Horn the Butcher, and uh, he had an affinity actually with my father, who was also a butcher as well. They used to meet at the metro markets in the city. So it's sad that Bill has passed on, uh, and a man that uh, is going to give us a bit of an insight to uh, the legacy that Bill leaves when it comes to harness racing here in Western Australia is the CEO, the hardworking and very uh, powerful CEO, does a great job down there at Gloucester Park in Mick Radley. Mick, thanks for your time. Yeah, hello, Pete. Good to talk to you. Gee, uh, it brings back a lot of memories, Bill Horn and, and of course, Village Kid uh, in some of the halcyon days of harness racing here in Western Australia. Yeah, they were synonymous with each other. And uh, you can throw in the great uh, Chris Lewis, who was his driver, and they formed a formidable uh, partnership, the, the three the three of them, Village Kid, Chris and, and Bill. And they really took Australia by storm. I don't think we've seen a more dominant horse than what we saw of Village Kid in around 1986-87 when he won the Dominion, a couple of Miracle Miles, the AG Hunter Cup, and was, of course, dominating here in, in uh, WA. And, um, yeah, they, they really were stars on the, on the national stage, but, you know, they did so much for, for harness racing over here in, in WA. As you said, there's some, been some great champions and around that era as well. But um, he's right up there with the top of them. And I think, I think his status in the industry is... Um, is when he was inducted in the second round um, of the Hall of Fame here in 2010 in WA. And the first two went in were Mount Eden and Bodon. Mm. Um, and he was number three to, to go in as far as horses go. And when you talk about Pure Steel and San Simeon and Pro Chevalier and all those horses that were around the same time, and he was he went in above them, uh, just goes to show you know where he stood as far as a harness horse village kid. But... Um, you know, Bill was such a part of the story. He was, you know, I don't think we have village kid without Bill Horn. And, um, you know, as you said, kids flocked to him. Uh, he was always ready to promote harness racing. And uh, I don't think we'll see anything like it again. Yeah, no, well summed up, Mick. Uh, of course, he grew, as I mentioned, down the road in Maylands. He knows a couple of uh, my family members, uh, certainly my uh, mother-in-law. She knows the horns. In fact, I rang her when I heard the news that Bill had passed on. And would you believe my mother-in-law, Yvonne Farnham, was going to meet up with Bill's sister tomorrow. So uh, 
uh, those arrangements may have changed a fraction. But speaking about family, he was born into a harness racing family, wasn't he? His gra- I think his grandfather, his father were all involved. Yeah, his, his grandfather, his, uh, his grandfather's name was Calf. So yeah. there's no doubt he was going to be a butcher. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, they were in the early days of harness racing over here, I think racing at the Wacker and um, yeah, he was, he was born in, but he, his love, I think, came through of, of just turning up to Gloucester Park and having a bit of a punt and, and got reignited with the sport. And um, the rest, is, they say, is history. But yeah, look, he, he was synonymous with um, Village Kid, but he also had, you know, Black Irish, who was a, a superstar as well just before that. And, um, you know, he, he, he always had a good horse, Bill Horn. And, um, you know, and you mentioned the butcher shop in Fremantle, which was so famous. And after Village Kid had won a uh, you know, one of Group One, they were champagne on in the in the shop for all the the customers and locals who'd come down and, and see him. And you know, he did the last ever race was the um, the time trial here at Gloucester mm. Park, where um, he broke a world record at twelve. So his longevity in the sport was was you know almost unsurpassed. And at twelve year old breaking a world record with the uh, I think Fred Kersley was on the gallop and pacemaker outside Chris and Grim Village Kid and. Um, yeah, it was, and they raised money, so much money for for Make a Wish Foundation on that night and and throughout his career. It wasn't just about horse racing for Bill; it was you know everything associated with it, and um, that's why I think you know he was so beloved. And he was uh, you know he's awarded our two highest honours at Gloucester Park. He's he's awarded life membership and also our our James uh, Brennan Medal for service to the industry. And um, I don't think anyone can deny that he didn't deserve both. Yeah, no, well done, Mick. Uh, and just to him personally, for those people one. Wondering how he was in his latter years, he was suffering a bit with dementia, I believe, and passed away what peacefully this morning. Yeah, I'm not too. Sure. He was battling. Yeah, he was battling illness, and, and over the last um, the last year or so, and obviously been slowing down. He was he was only a couple of weeks away from his 90th birthday, and uh, I know Alan Parker, uh, who's on our committee and the great historian, would would visit him, and uh, they were still great mates. Alan, Alan says he's a father figure to him, and um, you know they were very close. And Alan would give us updates on 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 how he was, and um, yeah, you know he was such a big part of the industry, uh, Bill. Um, and and yeah, it is, it's a sad day for us uh, mm. here across the park because everyone loved him even. You know, he'd always come in and say hello to the girls at reception who was, you know, who are still here. And, um, you know, he, he was very much beloved here across the park. And um, he's certainly going to be missed. But, yeah, it's, it's, he was he was such a great figure. And, um, yeah, uh, we're, all, we're all mourning the loss uh, today. I'll tell you what I miss about those old uh, fellas, the ones that have been around during that period involved in sport. They were great storytellers. And Bill would have told you an absolute thousand great stories where you just sit down, you don't say a word and just let them talk because, uh, as I said, uh, they were uh, enormous years. And I think he started going down to Gloucester Park back there in the 50s as a young boy. Uh, just before I let you go, Mick, you mentioned that he uh, still frequented Gloucester Park when he was in better health. Uh, that was up until, what, the last few years? Yeah, look, he was still training up until a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, I think Colin Brown used to help him out and a few others, but he was still um, training and his, his granddaughter, I think, was helping him out. He, he actually had a runner, I think, in the 2012 Inner Dominion Series. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was, he was still training training up till then. And, um, yeah, he, like we'd still see him. He, was, he, he came, he go to the Hall of Fame inductions because, uh, obviously, uh, Village Kid was, was inducted in 2010 and, Alan and Alan and uh, Dot Parker and, and he and the team would go and um, Alan sent me through a, a lovely pic of of them in the in the back of the limousine heading to I think it was the ninth uh, 
the the uh, 2019 uh, Hall of Fame, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's he'd still get around and chat, and as you said, he'd had, he was just so. He was a gregarious type of person, and and he had great stories, and uh, it really was, um, uh, it really really was great to chat to him about just different things and, and the time because you know he was he travelled he travelled Australia with Village Kid and was such a dominant figure on the, on the stage that his miracle mile his his miracle mile wins were were fantastic, but he's into the minion win in '86. He was from the outside gate. And he just burst to the front, like just mm. he was almost tied to the mobile. He went that quick, like he was oh, yeah. he was blistering. He was just blistering gate speed, and and just gave nothing else a chance. And um, yeah, he, uh, you know, the, the memories of, of of village kids throughout his career, and and Bill, and um, they're just iconic scenes here at Gloucester Park. And and I'm sure that a lot of people are, are chatting and reminiscing about about uh, Bill today. Yeah, I'm just thinking of it, just painting a lot of pictures for me. Certainly, as a young boy. Going going to Gloucester Park. And let me say, as we let you go, Mick, you know, Village Kid was as big as, if there's a big story about Nick Natanui or Nat Five, who command the back page of the West, Village Kid, when he used to win the big races, like the Pacing Cup or the Miracle Mile, he was front and back. Don't worry about that. He was just an absolute hero on this side of the country. Mick, thanks for joining us. And as we let you go, we're heading into spring and into summer. Exciting uh, period, no doubt, for Gloucester Park uh, over spring and summer. Yeah, really exciting. We've changed the calendar year for the well, the, the racing season, harness racing, has actually changed the calendar year now. So we were able to move, instead of finishing in September, the two-year races, we were able to move them back. And um, the last couple of weeks have been our first group ones in, in this period. And they tell you what, we've got some exciting boys uh, as two, two-year-olds going through uh, this season. They're as good as we've, we've ever seen. Um, and then that'll roll into the, the, the three- and four-year-olds before just before around, and around Christmas, before the Pacing Cup, just after Christmas. So the next three or four months are really exciting here at Gloucester Park. And um, the last couple of weeks have been an entree. It's going to be a, a sensational uh, period for us and really looking forward to some great racing on the, on the track over the next uh, three or four months. Yeah, looking forward to heading down there a few times. Mick, I'll have a shandy with you. And uh, thanks for joining us, mate, and uh, giving us a, a tribute to the great Bill Horn. Thanks for your time. Thanks, mate. Talk to you soon. Good on you, mate. Uh, 21 past five with Peter Varson. Breaking news here. Uh, Fremantle Dockers captain Nat Five has done his hamstring. Uh, recurrence of that hamstring injury. He's out for three weeks. It's a huge blow for the Dockers' premiership hopes. We'll touch on that actually after the break uh, and give you a bit more details on that. It's 21 past five. This is Drive with Peter Vlahos. Nat Five out for three weeks. Will not play on Saturday night for the Fremantle Dockers in their cutthroat elimination final against the Western Bulldogs. That and all the other footy news coming up on the other side of the break.